Pussy Tales, a discussion with women to explore the shift and share the stories of what can happen when we reclaim pleasure as our birthright and embrace a more feminine way of being. We are Jen and Nicola, and we are the creators of Book Club with a Difference and founding members of the Wild Beauty and Pleasure Alliance. We are so excited and delighted to introduce or reacquaint you to the hidden power of a part of the body that has long been defiled, defamed and discounted. Yes, that part is pussy, because let's face it, pussy is where it's at. We are thrilled that you have chosen to join us here as we sit back in our own pleasure and share in the lives and the stories of some of the women who have been courageous enough to reclaim their pleasure, their power, and their pussies. These are their pussy tales. These recordings take place on the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We would like to take this opportunity to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we are recording and also where you are listening from today and pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. We recognise their continuing cultural, spiritual and religious practices and their connection to the land, water and the community. Hello listeners and welcome to episode four of Pussy Tales, the podcast. My name is Jennifer Annette and Nicola Belcher and I are delighted to be your hosts for this episode. Today we have the utmost honour and pleasure to introduce you to our creative collaborative partner in all things wild beauty and pleasure, Penny van der Sluis who after hearing her pussy tale, we have christened Sister Goddess Wild Pussy Curious Discoverer. Penny has studied postgraduate psychology, travelled extensively, worked in a dozen different industries and discovered that no one was really talking about the lived experience and wisdom of being a female. As a married mother to a teen and tween, she feels passionate about sharing this wild and life-changing information with women. Through her work, she has discovered practices and perspectives that help a woman to access their self-expression, their confidence and their power. Penny creates amazing spaces to shine love and light on the hidden, embarrassing and taboo aspects of our lives and strip back the shame that keeps us stuck and playing small. Penny delights in supporting women in finding connection within a sisterhood in learning all about their body and its cyclic nature, and also taking their own journey of self-discovery. Penny helps women to launch their ideas into the world by guiding them to overcome the barriers around website creation, copywriting, and idea generation. Penny's pussy tail in this episode includes juicy topics such as how to take the first steps on the path to pleasure, using curiosity to fuel your discovery, trust and all the ways it has opened up possibilities for her. Penny is also a founding creator of the Wild Beauty and Pleasure Alliance along with Nicola and myself. And I would describe Penny as a courageous feminine force who is proudly being and creating the change that she wants to see in the world. She is incredibly generous, plans and facilitates epic events, and inspires me to stay connected to what matters most in the world, the people around me and the planet we live on. Being around Penny is effortless, and her calming influence and willingness to take up space in the world always makes me feel validated and seen and heard. So I now invite you to sit back in your most pleasured state and enjoy listening to Penny's Pussy Tale as she inspires you with her story and her insights. Hello, Sister Goddess Penny, and welcome to Pussy Tales, the podcast. Jen and I are so honoured to have you here. And as we always do with this podcast, we just jump straight into it. So take a deep breath and land in your body and into your pussy. 
because that's what we hear about. And we'd love to just kick off with, on a scale of one to 10, how much do you enjoy being a woman? Eight. Thank you for having me. I know I'm not allowed to really talk right now, but I want to say thank you for having me. <laughs> you are totally allowed to talk now. This is what this is all about. This is about you talking and sharing your, your story of reclamation with us. So um, eight. Eight is an excellent number. Is there anything particularly today that puts that number so high? I don't know. I think I'm, I err on the side of positive and if I dug really deep maybe I would have come up with a different number but as a gut feel a pussy feel um yeah I think because I'm having this conversation with you girls it's um I mean my feminine well bragged SG well bragged (laughs) (laughs) and what an amazing segue to say so what called you to reconnect to your feminine I I think it was a recognition that um, I wasn't allowed to really be feminine or my the world that I'd created for myself or the world that I'm living in didn't appreciate my feminine. And so it felt wrong. Something was wrong. Something was off. Um, going back like a long time I've always I guess had a an appreciation and a love of the feminine and then I realized it sort of got educated out of me I guess really um and so I was always searching I feel like I've been searching for a very long time Mm. um I knew I wanted to and loved being around people and so I thought I wanted to be a psychologist so I studied that for so long and then that kind of didn't do it so then I went to HR and I hung out there for a while and it didn't do it so I felt like I was searching for something and eventually coming up to five years ago now I left the corporate sort of business world it wasn't actually corporate it was more non-profit social enterprise but I left it seeking something and it was the feminine i really think that was what it was at the time i wanted to be happier with myself and so i went looking and discovered you know rediscovered self-development books and and went on a path of connecting with inspiring women um like gabrielle bernstein was one of the first ones i remember sort of her book um Oh, it's escaping me now. Um, the universe has your back and stuff yeah. like that. And she has so many books now. You could yeah, be <laughs> Danielle Laporte. Um, yeah. I, I guess I was just suddenly. Oh, these women are speaking a language that says it's speaking to me differently to how I thought. Um, yeah, the world operated. I guess so. It was really exciting yeah. and. And I think I'd also lost track of lost, being knocked off path of trusting women and believing in women. And I joined a women's circle four years ago, a bit longer maybe, and really started to value and appreciate female connection. And that was, that's probably a long-winded answer to your question. No, it's it's brilliant. And I think um, for a lot of listeners and for a lot of women out there, we don't really even understand what the feminine is. So for you, what what is the feminine for you? How would you sort of define it or what words do you associate with it? I didn't even really understand what that was until probably the last year or so as a concept. it was like a feminist thing being strong women and and not giving in to men and and equals and all this sort of stuff but what I guess I was alluding to is that I had it all along was this um a natural part of me like a, a an organic just who I am as a person um so natural as in 
quite earthy and doing things the way my body should do it or naturally would do it or connecting with nature. So um, in terms of noticing the seasons and the cycles that we live in and around us, I've always been drawn to nature. I love camping and sailing and swimming and being in nature. So that's why I knew I loved it, but I couldn't kind of work mm. out how it was fueling me. And then I think... Um, I was always what I probably think is deemed now a sensitive child. So I would sit in a classroom and feel other people's sadness or discomfort if they were being told off by the teacher or whatever it was. So for me, the feminine is that sort of softness and care and love and um, gentleness that we have inside of us that I guess in the world we live in isn't necessarily used or it isn't appreciated. And so um, that's why, I mean, I think it was knocked out of me. It was sort of, I had, I used to giggle and laugh and have this energy about just enjoying life. And I remember this teacher's always like, oh, she just giggled, you know. that I loved and I was doing was kind of that's not cool that's not good um we don't value kindness so you had to sort of be competitive and beat other people and be better than them and show some even uh, I was I think trained to be a good girl I loved getting A's and I wanted to be the best and do my best all the time in terms of a test or getting the right and so if I didn't yeah, the, the, even the way the feedback was given to us was very, wasn't caring and loving and saying, I really think you've got it. This is where you could get to be better. It was always like, this is wrong and everything like that. So the feminine for me is that sort of side of, um, yeah, nurturing, loving, caring. Yeah, beautiful. And is that is that the part of the feminine that you're most called to now? Yes, but I'm also called to her kind of cheeky, wild, rebellious side yeah. as well. Um, you know, I get this. There's a balance, and I. Um, but I feel, yeah, maybe just for me, they were the really strong things. Those that sort of care and softness and and love for for people and life and then it felt a bit like um and I think you're going to ask questions around pleasure and stuff but that's I didn't deserve to have that all the time it was almost I felt guilty that I was happy and guilty that I felt good and um yeah I didn't have a sadness around me yeah yeah that sense of deserving so a big part of the feminine is trusting our own sense of feeling and knowing. And you've sort of alluded to that already with, you know, being a sensitive child and then really Ruben always making this show up Um, and, you know, learning to mistrust that. So when did you experience that you had that wisdom through your own body? When was that sort of moment of you noticed, oh, if I get out of my head, I will have a different experience? Yeah, I'm trying to think of like when that was. Um, I think there were time. It was when I was free of constraints that I thought you should be in. I can remember times traveling. So when I was 21, I sort of took like a gap year, finished my undergraduate psychology degree, and then went. I want to travel overseas, and I had a. a beautiful friend who was a family friend we'd grown up sort of camping and stuff together and we traveled really well together and there were just times when we were just in flow we just things just happened we trusted our instincts and I think that's the part that I didn't really know what that was that I didn't my intuition or and it'd be moments where we just go let's just go here and it worked perfectly and and I remember even times we would just say, just because, like, we just, let's just do it because. Yes, it's brilliant. 
Like we can just because we can. And so I think because there was no parental supervision, I didn't have to prove to anyone. There was a real freedom in it. And so other times when I think I've dropped into my body were, yeah, as a mother, so birthing or just knowing something doesn't feel right or whatever because you've tried, you had that gut feeling. Um, is that answering your question? I think I've lost what the Yeah, question. for sure. And I think, I mean, you've touched on it. You're like your um, relationship to nature as well is really a beautiful way that you access your feminine and that um, the wisdom that lives in the body, right? Because we're with nature. That's our, that's the way we do connect with it. We don't usually connect with our minds in the same way as when we're in, in, that, um, in those what? natural environments as well. When you say that is I used um, my parents had a yacht and dad was a big sailor and we would spend a lot of time sailing and I was an only child effectively he had three children from a previous marriage but they were much older so there were three of us on a boat and sailing there's and it was pre-internet anyway there was nothing to do other than just sit and I'd put my legs hanging off the side of the water into the the waves and because you'd be on a, um, a tilt, you could sort of hang your toes into the water and just sit there for hours and hours. Yeah. Watching, noticing, touching the water, feeling um, a like a, a sense of bliss and the sun on your back or the wind in your hair and it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful, really connecting into your senses. So SG, thank you, Sister Goddess Penny, thank you so much for sharing all the beautiful ways that you've um, had the feminine show up for you. Um, we've also witnessed in working with women over these years and even through our own experiences that there's some common barriers that women often come up against um, in becoming whole and in reclaiming those parts of themselves. Things like embarrassment or sexualization or that fear, the comparison, the judging of other women, um, disapproval sometimes of self or others or even disapproval of the situation. So is, is there any of those common barriers that you identify in your story? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love you to share them with our listeners. Um. I think um, wanting to be a good girl and be seen as doing the right thing and I think being in a school system that encouraged that, like it really wasn't collaborative or any sort of sense of everyone lifting each other higher. It was getting a certain mark to get into a certain course or, yeah, just I feel like, that was bred into me very young shame big big part of um growing up i think feeling and this is what really kind of tipped me over the edge more recently and why i went on this pussy reclamation journey i think was because i realized hang on young boys were allowed to talk about masturbation and could scratch their balls in front of us and if I did that at school and had showed any <laughs> any of those sort of desires or behaviors I would have been labeled a slut or um that was just suppressed I just hit it didn't talk about it um and I think we were sort of almost made to feel victims. I remember going to a self-defense course for women and it was almost don't wear a dress and a short, don't draw attention to yourself. There was no encouraging of our, yeah. Of your full expression. 
question. Yeah, mm, definitely. So what, what allowed you to overcome those points of resistance and to take the next step, like to show up to book club? I mean, you, you were one of the founding members of book club with a difference. So what, what was, what was it that allowed you to step over the line? Well, I think I've done a lot of work on, and when I say work, it's been a desire of mine to, to be interested in behaviour and that's why I studied psychology and stuff. So I was doing a whole lot of research in how do you have, and I was writing a blog, how do you ha- live an extraordinary life? Like what is it to live an extraordinary life? I And going back to why when I went overseas for a year, I came back and thought I still want to study psychology. So I did a fourth year and it was a thesis on job satisfaction. I was really interested in why, if this is something we work most of our lives, why why are we not happy or how do we be happy and all those sorts of things. So I've always been interested in people just having the best life. What does that look like? And so I've been on my own search for that and, and knowing that I need to look at myself and do that work. But I think what really tipped me over was like no one's ever talking about our our sexual needs desires expression it just doesn't come up (laughs) like what the hell even in my women's circle we talk we cry we are vulnerable and no one talked about our you know the real health of our relationship in terms of what are we wanting what our needs being met it was all sort of was skirting around it and I think there wasn't this I mean even in that most safe sacred place there wasn't the freedom to talk about and I was like what the hell is going on (laughs) I think it just made me really curious and then I noticed my resistance to it when I did start exploring like what if I told people you know I I masturbate and is that okay like are they gonna like like me and I just started to drop little hints into conversations and noticed um, reactions. And I was like, wow, okay, this, this, this big thing we're not addressing. Sure. It's really yeah. hidden. It's really, um, yeah, there's something about this that needs, I'm curious, I'm a curious person. So I think Ooh. that's where I started to explore and, the universe delivers when you ask <laughs> you start to see and notice things and um so your curiosity your curiosity was kind of what fueled you to take the next step yeah and i think what i was drawn to so two things that stand out was those women that i noticed who were talking about their sexual freedom and expressing it had what I was kind of trying to see, how does everyone have that? Like, yeah. you know, they, they, had, they were demonstrating it. They were living it. They weren't telling people how to do it. It was a living, breathing embodiment of the work. I could see they were free. They were lit up. They were happy. They were doing all this stuff. It wasn't, it was a genuine, um, yeah, so I did, B school, which is a Marie Folio's course online, and ended up in a uh, Facebook group with maybe thirty thousand people all across the world. And I remember seeing this one woman who talked about pussy, <laughs> all this stuff in that group freely. And I was thinking, wow, how the hell is she doing this? Right? There's all these strangers, all these people, men, women, all different cultures. And she's showing up consistently, bravely, proudly, courageously and nailing it. Like everything she said just was impressive. It was incredible. And so I got curious. I started following her. I'm like, what the hell is she doing? You know, how does she do How does she do this? How does she, yeah. I mean, she put a photo of her with a, a yoni wand or, you know, whatever on uh, in, in this group and it totally triggered people don't get me wrong it did but she would then answer so gracefully and and listen and and hear and hold space for their concern and stuff um 
And look, I don't think she did it all. It might have actually been in some of her group, but definitely got introduced to her. And then I met, met Nicola at a friend's... Um, so our mutual friend, Alicia, had released a book and I was doing events and said to Alicia, why don't you do a, um, a book night at my place? And so I invited people and she invited people and Nicola was one of them. And one of the first questions I asked everyone at sort of hosting it was because the book was called Pure Energy. I said, where do you get your energy from or what gives you energy? And everyone went around and it gets to Nicola and I can't remember if it was orgasms or sex or something. She goes, sex, orgasms. And I'm like, holy shit, who the hell can come into a room of people you don't know and <laughs> say that? That's cool. I like her. <laughs> it's I love pure that. energy. It's pure energy. <laughs> totally in alignment. Like, oh, my family and, you know, blah, blah, whatever. It was just a, an example, again, of someone who could own own their power. Um, mm, I love that. Yeah. So I just really want to honour um, Penny just because I think for listeners out there, I love how you um, you really started like a from trail <laughs> into your, um, you know, reclamation. It was like, oh, I'm just going to say this one thing and see what happens. Or I'm just going to do this one thing and see what happens. And then slowly but surely like you do follow your curiosity and then you know all of a sudden you're saying I'm masturbating and I'm orgasming and I'm blah, blah, blah. and I'm totally fine with that because it's part of who I am and it's the important part of reclaiming my power so I just want to honor that kind of little breadcrumb trail that you sent yourself on which I think for most people and I, I really relate to that too it's like you don't just jump in necessarily <laughs> like there's all these little steps that um if you're curious enough and if you have that little sense of like uh bravery that you're gonna just do it like rip a band-aid off do it and see what happens and then all of a sudden you're like oh so many other people want to do this and so so many people want to feel this way and you know we can follow that so i just wanted to um, yeah and i think that was so that little part of it Thank you. And I think one of the, it's a good way to describe it. It is like a breadcrumb. Um, and I guess that's what I now consider my intuition. Like I didn't know it at the time, but I was like, okay, there's something there. You mentioned Koya. I'm like, what's this Koya thing? For, you know, looked you up or we'd been connected that because of that night. So I'm like, I, I'm going to try her class. So I'll go to her class. Turns out Jen was there too, didn't know it at the time. But right. there's all those sorts of moments where you go, okay, just I don't know why my guidance is telling me just keep doing this. Around all that time, I don't know if I'm answering another question of yours, but around that time was um, this other girl, Anna, who I'd been mentioning. Um, she said she was doing this pussy awakening course and I was like, okay, the whole word pussy really makes my skin crawl. I don't like it, but I'm curious and I'm, I want more of what she's having effectively. But I remember contacting her saying, if I do your course, you need to give me an invoice that doesn't have pussy on it because how am I going to tell my husband that I'm doing a pussy awakening course? <laughs> it's just too confronting. I just don't even know. Can we just call it like a... Um, money and power, but oh, I don't know, something else. And she's like, whatever you want, that's fine. But I mean, that was another example of, you know, you can find a way, I think, in, into this work that will work for you. It's okay to just dabble and try and explore and everyone's understanding it. You don't have to broadcast on a podcast what you're doing straight away. <laughs> Yeah. Right, until you want to, and then you do. <laughs> totally, totally. And I love that you speak to that, SG Penny, because it really, like, gives everybody listening permission to know that they're, you know, we all have our own way in and we're all going to do it in our own timing and that's exactly the way it's meant to show up for each of us. So you've talked to, you've talked to expression and you've talked to the feminine and you've talked to um, uh, sexuality. 
I wonder, did you have a relationship with pleasure? Like what was, what was your relationship with pleasure? I think I've talked a little bit to it. I think it was, I felt guilty if I had pleasure. Mm-hmm. Oh, I definitely had access to it. So, um, yes, I did masturbate, do still, you know, it was it was always part of my life, but I didn't know how to share that with anyone. I, it was very private. Pleasure in terms of love, I absolutely love food. I've enjoyed cooking, so that, that sort of sensory pleasure and then, like I mentioned, nature and um, all that sort of thing. But there'd be this part of me it's like I'm not entire I'm having too much there's so even if say an example is I never took sick leave pretty much ever in all my time as an employee which is probably over 20 years or something because I didn't ever feel I deserved it or I, I could just soldier on or something so that was just an example I I just couldn't give myself the pleasure of just because in so much of my life, um, yeah, like have a massage. I think the only times I ever have a, got had a massage until very, you know, as an example, would be if someone gave me a gift voucher and I kind of had to use it. So I had a, a limit on how much pleasure I would allow myself. Sure. And, I would, and I think it was... I had to kind of keep it to myself because if I showed other people that I was enjoying myself at pleasure, I felt I would make them uncomfortable or mm-hmm. uh, I was being greedy or, yeah, I was more privileged than they were somehow. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So was there a defining moment for you between um, before pleasure and after pussy? Um, I can't think of an actual moment as such, but I think a switch has kind of flicked in that I've, I've given myself permission to be surrounded by people who are entitled to pleasure. You know, they actually live and believe and are practicing because I know it's so sort of ingrained in us that it's, it's, um, not the norm for women. Um, yeah, so I feel like the, the permission has been mm-hmm. given to me by witnessing it from others and, um, yeah. So what's, it, what's your relationship to pleasure now then? I mean, I've witnessed you showing up in new spaces, um, openly talking about pleasure. So what's your relationship with pleasure now? I'm entitled to it. I'm celebrated. I seek it out. Yes, (laughs) well bragged. (laughs) I advocate for it. I, yeah, it's our birthright. Um, So I guess I've had a, a shift in thinking and maybe it's you know I don't have answered the other question very well but it's like I said um, I went on this journey to sort of uncover why were women so constrained and hidden kept this part of their lives hidden and I think what I've realized is it's so easy for us to kind of access why that why wouldn't we be it's kind of like the the treasure that we didn't know existed but it's been right there all along. Mm, I love that you speak to it as a treasure. Mm. Yes, an unearthed treasure that you've now discovered. So was that the greatest shift for you, like that change in mindset or the shift in your thinking? Was that the greatest shift or was there something else? Well, I think I've thought for so many years it's probably more the embodiment side of it so you know last year I'm I'm struggling to remember which part came in what order but you know when I 
I know what it was. Maybe two years ago, I read a book by Rachel Hollis and she... I think it was called Girl, Wash Your Face. And one chapter in that, so she was sort of encouraging women to do different things in their life to kind of express themselves, I think it was, essentially. One chapter was around sex, and I was like, hmm, this is interesting. And she was in a marriage at the time, I don't think she's now, but where they had sexy September. And I, I was reading this, and it was like the last week of October. August or something like oh September's coming up I'm gonna and her challenge was with her husband to have sex every day of September so I posed that to Josh I'm like hey what do you think about this the point wasn't to have sex every day it was just to notice what was going to come up all the reasons that you wouldn't have the whatever and so I put it out to women at the time who were following me on at that was called Always in Your Corner. And I don't know, 25 people came into a Facebook group and for a week I just threw in, I think, challenges every day around pleasure. But it was sensory. It was like find a smell or something that day. But everyone, what I noticed was everyone, it was a huge buzz for a week. The conversations that it sparked, the openness, the vulnerability, there was an energy about it. And I think that's that sort of set me on a little bit of a path that even last year I ran um, some sessions on the power of the clitoris because I realised I've got the power in my body. Like, it's it's in me. Yeah. All this stuff, these feelings, I can switch on through my body at any time, through movement, through touch, through... Yeah, through the senses. So that was pretty revelatory. Mm, Totally. And it's been an absolute delight for us to be witness to that, to see that unfolding for you, especially over the past 12 months, and to see you showing up, um, speaking your truth and being fully expressed even in the realm of social media around all of that and creating opportunities for, like, real women Mm. to access those parts of themselves and you do it with such a beautiful um you do it with such intimacy but you also make it so accessible for women and so I just really want to celebrate you in that and you inviting so many more women into this work so yeah well bragged sister goddess (laughs) so we've all got these areas of our lives that this work touches and that it flows out into things like work you know you've spoken about relationship family friendships and you know our mental and physical health was there one area where you felt that that shift sort of to owning pleasure and reclaiming pleasure has been most impactful for you Oh, I think it's pretty much been all of them. (laughs) I guess I've now focused on it as a bit more of a a lifelong purpose or passion. It's like, okay, this makes sense. This is where I've perhaps been, I've been seeking this all along, but I didn't really know what it was that was missing or what was available. So... For now, I see it as a real, um, it's, it's how I want my work, my everyday to go through this lens. And I feel I can't go back now. <laughs> it's like this, it's a one-way thing for me. I, I couldn't go back to a workplace or a job where this type of conversation wasn't acceptable. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And, you know, we're super excited now that the three of us have stepped into the Wild Beauty and Pleasure Alliance and that the work that we've all been doing is now being brought together and where, you know, our current endeavour is to celebrate radiant women and to take every woman higher with each other and with us as we do so yeah we've we've seen that you know you're proof in the pudding of what's possible when you step into that reclamation so thank you thank you for sharing all of that with us there's um a couple of things that I want to touch on which I think um obviously they speak to our alliance but they 
it's been part of your story actually before the alliance and this is about you know do you think that by reclaiming part of your own feminine it's actually helped or has changed the way you relate to other women yeah i guess it has yeah um i've i don't feel threatened or whatever i used to think i, I used to think we were in competition or i you know there's a real yeah. sort of understanding and but also a drive for women to have access to this knowledge and information there's i've been appalled and shocked at how little freedom we have around accessing um yeah our body our body wisdom and and you know what i did uncover was it's the system it's it's no one's fault as such yeah. it's the system our medical system our scientific system our education system doesn't value <laughs> women yeah. um, and our bodies so it just hasn't even been I mean one of the things I remember saying in the power of the glitterous stuff I was sharing was like we sent a man to the moon and yet we didn't know the the anatomy of the clitoris until 20 oh was it yeah, yeah. I mean, I, they knew it but it wasn't actually mapped until sort of 2006 or something yeah it was just it's yeah. like what the hell what <laughs> just, okay, it, right. my mind boggles um yeah at just how limited we've been and so I think one of the things is awareness raising is you know if, if if only people just knew we would do things differently we would be able to have a different way of being and yeah I was actually listening to Glennon Doyle's new podcast today and she um it's on addiction and she was talking about um how and I think it's exactly the same with this like uh the like the, the hiding of the power of the feminine like the squashing of it is and this this kind of thing that we get to our age or you know wherever we're at at this point where we think oh we want more or this can't be it um and all of a sudden we're like start to blame ourselves <laughs> like it's our fault that we feel this way but then once you start digging it's like every system every cultural conversation i've ever had every billboard every um i don't know experience in the systems that we've all been a part of has actually defamed it so why would we have chosen otherwise <laughs> like why would we not have chosen competition why would we not have chosen this kind of survival instinct when every message really we've ever been given has been to do that and so i love and what you know was been amazing even about our first major initiative with the wild beauty and pleasure is just this acknowledgement of women and um and their radiance and then all of a sudden we you know when we get these nominations flooding in and it's like people know it but we haven't had the platforms to to share it and to change it within the systems and I don't know necessarily think we're going to be able to change the system but I think we need to create new systems and and that's um so that our daughters get to grow up in a different like system and different messages that that get pumped Hiding. down the chain and into us in in new ways and I think um Penny your absolute commitment to uh, sisterhood and circles and running events that are safe for women to um, speak up at are absolutely uh, phenomenal in allowing us to to build these new systems and have different experiences to what we would have had in our teens and 20s and, and 30s you know i just i just remember 
I don't know, you were always so judged. I don't know, my experience, but you were judged, you know, they were the cool kids or it did everything with, it just wasn't genuinely holding space for each other. Women did not support each other, my experience was. And still, I don't even really think genuinely do in a lot of situations now. Yeah. Um, you know, a school mum's event or something, everyone's really underneath it all <laughs> undermining each other. It's like that's the honest truth. And yeah. we're still comparing. <laughs> and I don't like the way she parents and her daughter doesn't whatever like it's just rife and I have pulled away from a lot of that because it just it doesn't feel nourishing for me and I want to so I I guess I felt like there wasn't what I wanted I wanted to create more of this opportunity that whoever you are you are enough like I, I really do feel that and even in how we're celebrating women, it's not like you have to have certain criteria and then you get celebrated. It's no. it's you're showing up as yourself and you're allowing other people to see that. That's fucking amazing. Like that's what we want to see more of, not pretending or waiting. And, I, you know, I used to hate all those sort of corporate networking events because <laughs> so often it was... You had to be the Instagram and have millions of followers in order to get on the stage and ugh, it just makes me, it doesn't feel supportive. It doesn't feel like we're lifting people up. It's really like you got to be here and if you're not here, forget it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I hear you. I think we need a whole reframe. <laughs> just... <laughs> Do it a different way and right. and come on the journey. Yeah, like it's, yeah. it's not it won't it won't look the same. It just won't because no. I don't actually like the way it's being done, really. So um, yeah, kind of and I think that that's also a really awesome point. Like it won't look the same for anyone. Like it doesn't it doesn't need to look the same. We don't all need to go on the same journey because we've all had different experiences and we've all valued different things and and that's fine and that's perfect because it is what makes you unique and what what you end up reclaiming is only what you know your life experiences has has led you to lose mm-hmm. why not so what would your advice be to women who may be curious to go about going on um their own pussy reclamation or their own wild beauty and pleasure reclamation. What, what, um, what would your advice be to them? Um, a couple of things, <laughs> I guess, to do a bit of your own breadcrumb trail. Notice what lights you up. Like if you read something and it sort of piques your interest, follow that. Like allow yourself. Um, yeah, allow those sort of things to be val- valued and, and, and give them time and nurture them a bit like a little seed growing. You like give it some care and allow it to see, see how it's going to grow. Um, and I think don't be afraid to go out on your own a little bit. So I think. I'm sure exactly what it is but it's like the ship needs to leave the shore in order to get to the other its destination like it does take something to leave the shore and say goodbye to some of those old ways but you won't get there unless you do so it's 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 being okay to take yourselves at yourself out of what's really comfortable because yes what comfortable feels safe but there are amazing people out there who will guide you and hold your hand and encourage you and that's all that I've really found. You know, I've, I, you'll, you'll be embraced for the courage that you take, you know, the steps you're taking and recognised for that, if by no one else but us. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but it's so rewarding. It's uh, it, it's where you feel alive. It's it's for me. It always has been. I think I've always been a bit of an adventurer, and I recognise that it's not easy for other people. But that's why I've got some empathy and understanding for that process. That um, you don't have to let go of everything straight away, and it's okay. But it's super rewarding. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure to have you share your pussy tales today with us and our listeners. And Jen is going to finish us off with our little traditions as we do Mm, yeah so in the traditions of the school of the womanly arts which is something that we practice in book club with a difference and and in the traditions of book club like what is your favorite frame from this experience today sg what did you see hear, or feel here during our time together today that you'd like to honor um well i enjoy talking about this sort of stuff so i'm very grateful for this opportunity i i think what's really standing out is the breadcrumb trail that i've been on <laughs> like it was just a really nice description that you've given it um and for some reason it reminds me of like a fairy tale or that kind of childlike wonder that comes with oh i wonder where this is going and maybe like hansel and gretel it does get eaten <laughs> and you don't know there's no other way back yeah awesome adventuring i think is yeah you're reminding me of the journey i've taken and it has been pretty courageous i guess um in a sense but yeah totally and I love that SG Nicola referred to Glennon Doyle because when I think about one of Glennon's quotes from her book Untamed, it's like I was wild until I was tamed by shame. And I feel like that speaks really vividly to your story and that, yeah, that it is, you know, you, you've spoken of feeling that way as a younger girl, like you felt the wildness and then it was the shame that came in that took that away from you and the breadcrumb trail is leading you back back to that wildness in yourself and you know that's why you are discover your wild sg penny <laughs> well, i love glennon that first chapter of that book the hair on you know my body stood up i was like oh my god yeah I'm a cheater in the- <laughs> yes, totally and i have been and i've thought i was getting fed and i was all chasing the rabbit or whatever it did in the cage but mm-hmm. really look if you haven't read it or yeah, um, highly definitely recommend. on our resources list isn't yeah it? <laughs> but I think because she articulates that feeling of yeah it's it's good nothing wrong with it you're safe you're well but gosh just to be free more is always possible that's something that yes we share a lot more is always possible I have always kind of known that that was that intuitive feeling I had that feminine I kind of know and that's why I was searching for it mm. we, yeah and so my discovering your wild is exactly what Nicola said it's my journey of your journey would be your own and everyone has their own journey but it is fun to do it with people. <laughs> Let's be totally. Um, and it's inspiring because when you see, oh, look what they're doing, I can try that too. Um, and you can share. And I remember that with traveling, like that was the biggest bummer about traveling is sometimes you're like, oh, I wish my friends or my mom or someone could experience this with me because it's so phenomenal, this view or this art or. Yeah these people I'm meeting or whatever it was we we're human we like to connect and share and and mm-hmm. I want to and it's like Kasia Baniak, uh, another author that the three of us follow, has said that we learn this stuff in community. We learn the conditioning and the patterns in community and we need to unlearn it in community. 
So aside from wanting to share it with others from a positive aspect, it's like we also, yeah, we can unlearn that stuff together as well. And that's part of the joy that comes from doing the work that we do. So to round out this interview today, SG, we'd love to invite you to play the pussy power round. Jen, before we do that, yes. you should share your favourite frame and I can share my favourite Oh, thank frame. you. Yes. Thank you, SG. <laughs> well, my favourite frame today is a bit like yours, SG Penny. It's, um, yeah, it's this frame that SG Nicola has brought to the breadcrumb trail. And I think, yeah, it speaks really deeply to me of um, the experiences that I've, and the journey that I've seen you take over the time that we've known each other, that you really do. It's just, and you're so committed to one piece after the next piece after the next piece. Like it's for you, it's not, you know, get to piece and unpack. It's like, there's, there's always another bit. There's another part that you're prepared to push yourself to, another edge you're willing to explore, something else that you're willing to go after. So yeah, that's my favorite frame for today thanks SG Nicola <laughs> and for you and mine my favorite frame was something you said really early and it was about um you know you really link pleasure to power and where you now find your power is in these pleasurable situations it's not you know necessarily standing up in front of thousands of people or you know having to climb some corporate ladder or having some job title it's like you feel that power for yourself through that um, access of pleasure and I think that that to me is where it's all about what it's all about and you know that's been uh, I guess it's sort of symbolic to my own experience was I wanted more and like you you knew there was more but how do we access that and then that recognition that that comes through our own senses and our own following our own pleasure break from is how we get there and I just, that was my favorite frame mm, sg pussy trail blazing mm. <laughs> trailblazing curiosity <laughs> We'll we'll come up we'll come up with a very special SG name for you. So let's let's round it out with the pussy power round then. So SG, my pussy is wild. Yes, well bragged. And my pussy can do anything. Yes, she can. My pussy leads me to incredible women and opportunities and experiences and life yeah amazing amazing and my pussy superpower is oh she's got a few (laughs) (laughs) i love it fill the beans fill the beans (laughs) i think trusting herself And really surrendering and going where that breadcrumb is taking her. Like, I, yeah. Um, Understand. Yeah. Is being held and and appreciated and valued by who and where and (laughs) what needs her, really. I think, yeah. Um, Given up that need to be because that's where the good girl comes from, needing to be liked and loved by others. Now it comes from me. I, I love myself genuinely. Well bragged, SG. What a beautiful, what a beautiful thing for us to finish on today. Absolutely. Self-love in all its glory and all its ease. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been, it has been an absolute honour and a pleasure and our privilege to hold for SG Nicola and I to hold this space for you today to share your story of reclamation and um, both of us are super excited about where our collaboration heads from here and all the juicy goodness that we're yet to share together. So thank you for being with us here today, SG Penny. Thanks, SG Penny. Thank you. Um, Yes, I do feel like a goddess with you girls. Beautiful. Bye for now, listeners. If you would like to connect with Penny and learn more about her work offering, head to www.discoveryourwild.com. 
www.wildbeautypleasure.com or follow Penny on Facebook and Instagram at Discover Your Wild. We are excited to let you know that in our upcoming episodes, we will be sitting down with more sister goddesses who are lining up to share their pussy tales and stories of reclamation. And have you seen the latest offering from the Wild Beauty and Pleasure Alliance? We are inviting women to nominate other women as ambassadors or queens of inspiration of wild beauty and pleasure. Then on July 22nd, we will gather in Melbourne for a magical event, a night to celebrate radiant women. Head to our website at www.wildbeautypleasure.com to submit your nominations and to find all the event details. We're also planning to kick off the next round of Book Club with a Difference on Tuesday, August 17th in 2021. So if you were feeling a niggling to start your own reclamation journey, this is a nine-week program where we meet each week on a Tuesday night to deep dive into the book Pussy of Reclamation by Regina Thomas-Shower. For all the details, you can direct message either myself, Jen, or Nicola, or find the event details on Facebook or at our website, wildbeautypleasure.com. Thanks for joining us today, and make sure you follow Pussy Tales to be notified of the next pleasure field instalment.